Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. What's this week's episode called, John D? Are we done yet? Games that take three or more hours to play. So we actually kind of struggled a little bit to agree on the content for this episode uh, because I've played a lot more heavy Euro, longer format games than John D has. Well... Part of it's because I have a really short attention span. That is, you do, 100%. That is so correct. So anytime you have a game where either turns take a long time or the game itself takes a long time, everybody has to be like, hey, yeah, hey, John D, hey, hey, it's your turn. Hey, John D, it's your turn. Yeah, you, you do tend to get bored. I do. And distracted. I do. So getting me to play one of these like long games, the minute you tell me the game's going to take like four hours, I'm like, mm, I don't know. So... Um, finding games to put on this list that I have played where it was going to be not an episode where Jared was talking the whole time without <laughs> any input with me from me was um, really tough. Yeah, because I was like, oh, well, what about. OK, just as I want to get these out of the way. Yeah. As a joke, I put like campaign for North Africa. Uh, and if you don't know what that game is, oh, Oh, I think boy. we've mentioned it before. Like, it's the game that takes 1,500 hours to play. Yes. Literally. Yes. It takes forever to play. It's made. I don't know who it's made for, to be honest. It's made for war gamers, I guess. Board Game Geek has it listed as 60,000 minutes, um, which is like 1,000 hours. You did the math on that. But I decided that we should maybe put real games on here <laughs> yeah. and not games like that that will never get played. My favorite part about Campaign for North Africa is if you're playing as the Italian army, you get an extra water ration to make pasta. And that is that is not me. (laughs) That is not me making that joke. That is a real actual rule in the game. But we're not going to talk about that game because Johnny's never played it. I I have never played it because I don't want to play a 1000 hour long game. We're also not going to talk about Mega Civilization, an 18 player game that takes 14 hours to play as well. We are going to talk about. Games that we have played. Or, or mostly least, that Jared has yes, played. Yes, or at least that one of us has played. Uh, John D., the first game that she was like, I really want to talk about is Star Trek Ascendancy. Well, I mean, it was the first one that I could think of that took at least three hours to play yeah. that I've played. The one time that I played the game, it took like four hours to play. But we yeah. were also learning the rules as we played. Yeah. But it still is a long game. It is, especially for just a three-player game. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because out of the box, it's only three player. Yeah. Uh, And then with the expansion, I think it's still with the expansion. It's still only three. I think it's still only three player. You have other options. Other options. Yeah. Like the Cardassians. Wait, uh, the The Cardassians, (laughs) the Cardassians. It's an expansion, but it does not add a fourth player. It just adds a fourth race. Yes. So you're still going to be playing. It's it's listed as 90 to 180 minutes, but I, I would argue that it really is a four, a four hour game. Yeah. It's, it's longer. Even if you know what you're doing, I feel like it's still going to be because players are going to take their time to plan out their turns because you really want to win the game. And it's, it's really a, a strategic game and strategic games never take the amount of time that the box says. No. Because players are going to be like, hmm, they're going to take time to plan out their turns. And then you get somebody like me that forgets to plan out their turn until somebody says, hey, 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 it's your turn. And then I'm like, then I take forever to plan my turn because I didn't think until it was my turn because you get players like me that do that. So it's going to be at least a four hour game. And it's not even about slow playing. It's just if you're playing a game that's, you know, complex, fairly complex. Yeah. You need to think about your turn because, yeah, it is a strategy game. Yeah. But uh, I have not played it since the expansions came out. There's three of them now. I haven't either. There's the Cardassians, the Borg, and something else. Uh, it's not Andorians, is it? No. Oh, it's the Ferengi. It's the yes. Ferengi. Yes, yes, yes. So for people that are not familiar with if Star Trek. If you're not Trek, a Star Trek nerd. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah, actually wearing. A you Star are Trek. wearing a Star Trek shirt right now. I am. It has. It has data. Wearing? It has data. It's a sweater that has oh, I'm data a Star Wars shirt. spot on the back. Look of at it. this. It's, it's like God. We are a couple of yeah. dorks. Anyway, so Star Trek Ascendancy is um, another of many Star Trek games that have come out. It's not a 4X game, even though it is a space game. Yeah, it's, it's got. Not. I mean, it, it does have exploration, but it doesn't have. It, it has exploration and um, like civilization building. It's a game where you are you are growing 
your branch of either the, the Federation or whatever you're playing. You're expanding your territory, but you're not. It, it's not a 4X game because you're not exploiting. You're not exterminating. You're just kind of. You're either journeying for peace and exploration or your or conquest and exploitation. Yeah. So it's 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 like a 2X game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're either the Federation and you're trying to be peaceful and, you know, explore or you're going to be playing one of the bad guys and you're trying to take over everything. One of my favorite reviews of this game was that it's a terrible version of Eclipse, which is a great segue to talk about Eclipse. I don't think that I don't think that Star Trek Ascendancy is a bad game. I really, really like I it. I just think that it's. And, and this is this is a theme that we will see a lot in this episode because that's the whole point of the episode. I f- think that it's too long for what it is. I think that if the game was about half the length, it would be. I think it more would be fun. hard to make the game half the length, though. Like in playing the game, I think it would be difficult. Like it would be a great game at half the length, but I think it would be difficult to shorten the game mm. in in the way the game plays because. There are goals that you have to meet in order to win the game, and it would be really, really hard to achieve those goals in a shorter well, game. Well, yeah, you just have to rebalance it. But, I, you know, I don't work for Gale Force 9, so I don't know what kind of playtesting that they did. I, Gale I, Force 9 is really good at making long they games. They are. They are, which we'll segue talk, into. We'll talk more about another game that they've made. Right, um, right. As a joke, I accidentally made this the next game that we're talking about because I talked about it as a segue. So Eclipse. Which you have played one time? Yes, and I really like... I've, I've never played a full game of Eclipse. I love Eclipse. I love space games. We've talked about the fact that I'm a sucker for a space game. Shout out to Professor Shy Guy, who made you play this game. Yeah, prof- our, our, our buddy Professor Shy Guy, who he... We'll put a link to... He's a, a bloopy bloopy chipcore rap guy. We'll put a link to his Facebook page and you should check out his music. But he's also a board gamer. Yep. And He's a um, big old nerd. He's a giant nerd. <laughs> Love the guy. And he introduced me to Eclipse. We did not get to play a full game because it is a long game. But... I loved it. Oh, come on, Johnny. It's not that long. It's just listed as 60 to 200 minutes. <laughs> no, it, it's one of those games. It's like it's like one hour plus 45 minutes per player or something like right. that. And we were also trying to learn it because he hadn't played it in a long time and the rest of us hadn't played it at all. Mm-hmm. Plus, we had to punch the game and there's a oh, yeah, so there's many so chits. many chits. So many chits. I have the base game. I have the ship upgrade. I have all of the expansion content, it does not even fit in the box. Well, this is why the copy that I own has never been opened, because mm-hmm. I I am in the minority of gamers that hate, hate punching chits. I love punching chits. I hate it. So, uh, so Johnny, keep talking. I have to get this cat out of this bag. He has a cat in the bag. So I have never opened my copy because I don't want to punch all the chits. But I do. I did really, really like Eclipse a lot. And it is... I would say more accessible than Twilight Imperium, but if you're going to play a 4X space game, just play Twilight Imperium. I mean, that's my opinion about Eclipse. It's a good game, um, but if you're going to put in the time and effort to play Eclipse, I feel like you could just take the extra step and play. Johnny is shaking her head. She does not want to play Twilight Imperium. Ever. I will never look ever play Twilight Imperium. So TI4. Uh, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition TI4 came out at Gen Con last year I Yeah picked I it saw up. the line uh, I, I think that I might have Accidentally skipped the line I don't know I just walked right up and there. The, I don't know what happened I don't know how because the line I don't know. was crazy And then it was sold out I It took me 10 minutes to go through that line <laughs> you did But that. then after I don't know Look the Fantasy Flight I'm sorry I might have Jumped the queue but anyway f- TI4 has streamlined a bunch Of stuff they've taken out um, some of the more lengthy parts of the game. It's still a long game. It is still a very long game. And actually, we just could just talk about it. Um, well, we were also talking about Eclipse. So I guess now we're going to come. We're just talking about space games now. Yeah. Um, but TI4 is more streamlined. I They've, don't care. It's still like a crazy <laughs> long game and I will never play. Yeah, it. but so are all of these games. Yeah, but Twilight Imperium is longer than Eclipse. And mm, I don't know. I don't know that it is with fourth edition. I don't know that it's any longer. now. It is listed. I guess third edition is listed yeah, for up to 240 minutes. OK, well, r- real talk. The last time I played Twilight Imperium, we played TI2 because that's my favorite version. 
it did take us all day to play it, like 11 or 12 hours. But we took a break for lunch. We took a break for dinner. We, um. Okay. I do not want to play a game where you have to take. <sighs> oh, gosh, I sneezed everywhere. I don't want to play a board game where you have to take a break for meals. Well, that's that's what we're. Uh, OK, you don't have to. <laughs> I want if I take a break during my board game day to take to take meals, I want it to be in between different games. Well, how are you going to deal with Starfinder? Because we're starting that like next month. Right, you know but those that, right? Are role playing games. That's totally different. You know, we're starting that game soon. Yeah, I haven't even read the book. <laughs> I own the book now. Yeah, there's but I have b- not both, even read the both book. of your copies are sitting just yeah. on the floor in your house. Yeah, I I don't know if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, we're gonna play a space game. We've got Twilight Imperium and we've got Eclipse." I would tend to favor Twilight Imperium. Okay, spe- here's the difference between role playing a long a, a day of playing role playing games versus a day playing a board game. With role playing games. If I, I'm not like sitting there waiting for my next turn. Um, what? In a role yeah, playing game. The, <laughs> I don't know if the mic's after all the filtering and in a role editing, playing I don't know game, if that cat will, but she. In a role playing game, I'm not sitting there being bored waiting for my next turn. Okay, but I don't understand what that statement means. In a board game. Yes. <laughs> there's all this dead time. While everybody else takes their turn. So it's like an eight hour game. Plus, there's nothing to do in between turns. Well, OK, but specifically with Twilight Imperium on my turn, I could develop a technology. Um, so the way that it works is in the technology tree, one player will discover the technology. They'll invent it and then the other players can just license it. So if you you want to pay attention to other players turns, so you can be like, OK, you got you got this new technology. That changes my strategy for what I was going to do on my turn. On my turn, I was going to get that. But now that you have it, I can license it. And then on my turn, do something different. Have you met me? Yes, Johnny, I have. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this episode. You, you, you're going to hate every single game that I bring up. You're like, I'm never going to play that. I'm never going to play War of the Ring. I'm never going to play Twilight Imperium. I'm yeah. never going to play Caverna. Probably. I mean, I, I don't know anything about Caverna, so. That's fair. I mean, it, it, Twilight Imperium is one of my favorite games. And at some point, my goal is to get you to play it. It could be 20 years from now. But at some point, we are going to sit down with a big group and we are going to play Twilight Imperium. That's fair. It's going to happen. That's fair. We're going to find six people to play this game. Okay, that's fair. I can't promise you it'll happen, but. <laughs> you you rage quit playing Galaxy Trucker. I did. So I would say that's a very lofty goal for you to have. I think you are probably correct. What, what if what if we rethemed? What if we got like what if we rethemed Twilight Imperium to be Star Trek and tricked you into playing it? There are other Star Trek games that I hate. Doesn't mean that just like mean, Fleet Captains or whatever that's called. I have it. I have not played it because every time I read the back of it, I'm like, well, I have this because it's Star Trek. But There's a new expansion mm-hmm. that just came out for it. I don't know that it's compatible with the old version. I imagine that it probably is. I didn't know if they reprinted it or did a new right. edition. Like no. my favorite Star Trek game ever is the deck building game. Uh huh. So I mean that that is totally off topic. Yes. Because it's not a long game, but I mean it's not that I don't like. I mean for me my sweet spot's a two hour game. All right, Johnny. What if? What if? Okay, retheme it as a Stargate game because there aren't any oh good ones, my and then God. I play it. That would actually be really easy to do. Yeah, because like. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be easy. I'm not. I'm not trying to. It would be a lot of work, but it would be easier than retheming. Uh, I don't know. Let me look over here. It'd be easier than retheming Cosmic Encounter as a Stargate game. I mean, because even though Cosmic Encounter has it literally has a Stargate. I mean, because, you know, that there's like no Stargate games out there. Yeah. And I really want to play one. So retheme it as Stargate and make it cool. And I think that the the NDA that I signed about that Stargate game is probably expired by now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably could talk about it. But yeah, that game's never coming out. I don't know. It might. It could. It won't. But it could. Uh, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. We talked about. OK, we we're kind of compla- comparing Eclipse and Twilight Imperium. Sort of. Um, <laughs> sort of. Mostly. 
they are different games. They are. I think you were just saying if you're going to play Eclipse, you might as well spend the extra time and play Twilight Imperium. I really liked Eclipse when I played it. I thought it was really cool, and I would really like to eventually play a full game of it. Sure. But seeing as it's a long game and I have a 10 by 10 I need to play, plus all the things that I need to do for research for future episodes, and don't see it happening in 2018. Okay, John D., here's a hypothetical, and I'm not holding you to this. Okay. If... For this year's Extra Life, if we can get people that will play Twilight Imperium, will you play Twilight Imperium? No. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll play it, and you can just take a nap. Either take a nap, or I'll be the one that's on the stream or something. Well, I think that you're wrong. I think that you... Wrong that I will not play? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I'm 100% correct that I will not play. Mm, I, th- I think that you are correct in saying that, but I think that you are wrong for saying it. You know what's interesting? TI2, second edition, has a low, fairly low rating. It has a 6.9, even though that's my favorite version, versus fourth edition has a 9.1. Well, that's because it's new and everybody's like all... I'm, I guess. Everybody's all excited about it because it's new. But at the same time, TI2 does have some issues that we're not doing this whole episode about Twilight Imperium, so I'm not going to go into. But it it has some, at the time, good design decisions, but now very questionable design decisions. Well, and to be fair, as new versions of games come out, designers are able to look at what worked and what didn't with previous versions. Yeah. So it makes sense that newer versions of older games will get better. Well, the guy that designed TI 2 and 3, as far as I know, didn't have anything to do with the 4th edition coming out. They Like, FFG just used some of their internal designers, mm-hmm. which I guess, I don't know if he is one or not. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't make assumptions. He's listed as a designer, but I think he's only listed as, as a designer because he originally made the game. But he's who knows really far down the list. Who knows? Mm, uh, I bet someone that works at Fantasy Flight would know. True. You're probably correct in that assumption. (laughs) The rest of your assumption may be wrong. Yes, it could be. Well, you know what they say about assumptions, Jared. Um, They're usually half correct. (laughs) So let me talk to you for a brief moment about Risk 2210 AD, the only version of Risk that I want to play. You can go to the moon... And launch nukes back at Earth. How do you feel about that? It also takes four hours to play. Um, I would play the in the Doctor Who Invasion mm-hmm. of the Daleks Risk. Well, I actually don't know where that is. Oh, that surprises me. Um, it was, not in the slightest. It was in there, but I think it's in the basement. Uh, we could try it sometime. It's probably not great. Well, probably not, but I would play it. I mean, I'd play it once. I'll play I mean, any game still once. just dudes on a map, yeah. but I'd play it once, because why not? What is it? It's called, like, Dalek Invasion of Earth? I thought it's called Invasion... I don't know. Invasion it has the word Daleks in it. of Earth? Yes, Doctor Who Risk. Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yes, I would play that. I've only played Risk once ever, and beginner's luck, I won, but everybody else there had played it. Did you start in Australia? Uh, I don't remember. I played it when I was um, when I went to Wow. Uh, this is interesting. So the Doctor Who Risk does not have a time listed, and it says not provided by publisher. It's because they don't want people Whoa. to realize how long it takes. USAopoly. How, how did you get away with that? That is, you guys are being sly. They don't want Doctor Who fans to be like, oh, cool, a game, and then be yeah. like, oh, this game takes this a game really long time. It took us 15 hours to play. <laughs> I do like the, the components in the Doctor Who Risk because it's little little Daleks that get bigger. Like, what do you put them in water? <laughs> you no, stick them in water no, they so, grow. No, like one one Dalek, <laughs> five Dalek, and then the, I know. the unit sizes. It's just you said they get bigger, and oh I thought about God. those toys you get. I when know you're what you're kid, talking about. And they like grow. There was a, a thing, a post that I saw on Reddit that that was like, "Hey, what did you put in my drink?" And the guy was like. Wait 
10 to 12 hours to find out. And then the next like panel in the comic was one of those like the pill. Yeah. And then and then it was a sponge of like a shark. And I was oh, like, geez. oh, this is so stupid. Reddit. Come on. Uh, but yeah, the risk 2210 AD is from like the risk designer series or what, I don't know what they call right. it, but they did that one. They did, um, uh, uh, what was it with the, the gods, the, like different pantheon. Mm-hmm. And then there was like another one that I can't remember what it was. Uh, this is this, wow, this is a good segment. What are those, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are those called? So there was Risk Godstorm. That's what it was. Risk Godstorm. Risk 2210 AD. And then there was a third one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Risk is one of those things that they slap so many licenses on it that, I mean, it's insane. Yes. Yes. There's a, I'm surprised that there's not, you know, like. A Rick and Morty. I was 100% going to say that, (laughs) but I wanted to check first. Rick. I don't think there's a Rick and Morty risk. Uh, there should be. There is currently not, but who knows? You know, they're always making new licenses for well, stuff. Well, would be like Mr. Me6 taking oh, over? Oh, my gosh. They should not make that. I'm just going to come <laughs> right out and say they should not make <laughs> they that. They should definitely not make that. There's, there's a lot of games I can think of that would work with a Rick and Morty theme, and Risk is not one of them. South Park, Risk. <laughs> oh, my God. They should definitely not make that either. Um, anyway, I think I think we talked enough about Risk. I don't think we have. Look, if you're going to play Risk, play 2210 because you can go to the moon and, shoot and launch nukes. There's also some official expansions that were print and plays. Um, Mars, you can go to Mars and also launch nukes back on Earth. <laughs> so it's all about the nukes for you. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, John D. Okay. Yes. You, have you you've never played an Arkham Horror game? No. Okay. Well, you should. Uh, a lot of people are like, "Why would you bother playing Arkham Horror when you could play Eldritch Horror?" I've heard that. Yeah, I've said it. But, I think you have. <laughs> but uh, but I still like Arkham. Horror. I like it more. They are different games. It, it, Ar- Eldritch Horror is a reimplementation of Arkham Horror. It it's like takes the Cthulhu same idea and refines style, it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Cthulhu stuff. Um, essentially, with Arkham Horror, you are moving around a map, closing portals, fighting monsters, and then eventually you fight one of the Elder Gods, like Cthulhu or Neralhotep or something else. Okay. Uh, and it's it's cooperative. It's dice rolling. And, and it takes like four And hours. it takes a, a long time. And if you add any of the expansions, it almost guaranteed will double the amount of time that it takes you to play that game. Okay. So out of the box, it takes at least two hours to play. Okay. As much as six hours. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and it's so settle in and get comfortable. Yes. It's a good game. It's a lot of fun, but yes, it is a longer game. If you like Cthulhu and so Arkham is also Cthulhu. Yes. Or mm-hmm. Eldr- okay. So they, they both, both are. are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, but the, you know, okay. So I'm a dork and I, mm-hmm. I know I've always known it's not, but every time I think Arkham horror, I immediately think Batman, even though I've always known it's mm, not. Yes. Uh, but my brain goes there. Right. And I think, let's see, let me do some quick maths in my head here. It's probably likely that, that Arkham Asylum is just, mm, Maybe not an homage to H.P. Lovecraft stuff, but, you know, I mean, you'd have to go back in time and ask the guy that made Batman originally. I actually don't know enough about Batman to know when the asylum was introduced um, into the Batman universe. So I couldn't tell you exactly when that happened. But, yeah, it's probably a reference to Cthulhu stuff. I I would not be surprised. I mean, there's more H.P. Lovecraft stories than just Call of Cthulhu. Well, yeah, that's just one of them. Right. There's a lot more. And honestly, I'm going to say something controversial here. H.P. Lovecraft is not a good author. It's just a lot of the words that were picked to describe things in the Cthulhu stories are very creepy and unnerving. And somehow Cthulhu became a meme now in popular popular culture. Well, and the imagery 
in yeah. in HP Lovecraft is what is popular. Yes, uh, but I feel like a lot of people that are like, "Oh, I love Cthulhu," have never actually read any HP Lovecraft. Right. Like, I've read I, very little. I mean, I, I'm making assumptions here, but I feel like a lot of people that are like, "I love every board game that has Cthulhu in it. It's my favorite." How many H.P. Lovecraft stories have you read? I've read very little. I've read a little, but Mm -hmm. not a lot. Like, I mean, I get it. I get it that you want to be cool and it's a cool thing. Like, I like gothic horror, but Mm -hmm. H.P. Lovecraft isn't quite my my jam. Some of the books are not books. I mean, they're all like short stories, but like some of them are very difficult to get through. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. But I've also been spending the last like 20 years of my life trying to read Finnegan's Wake. So what do I know about reading? I'm going to put a link to like an excerpt from Finnegan's Wake in the episode notes. If you want to try to if you want to try to get through this book that I've been trying to read for years, I haven't actually been trying that hard. Every time I pick it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not words. (laughs) Okay. Okay. As a joke, I put Munchkin on this list. We've talked about our feelings about <laughs> Munchkin before. I put it on here as a joke. Neither one of us like Munchkin. No, even though I keep buying. Oh, my God. You are such a sucker. Yeah. You're such I a sucker. I bought the Shakespeare Munchkin because I was like, oh. And then Shakespeare after that, stuff. I made fun of you. Yep. And then another Munchkin Kickstarter happened. Yep, Starfinder Munchkin. That too. Yep. You are such a sucker. Yeah. Because you, you're not going to play them. Mm, I'll play them like once. Oh, how about this? You guys can't see this, but I'm shaking my head at him. I will play them. I'll play them enough to see all the funny cards and laugh at them once. It's like when you when when a new expansion for Cards Against Humanity comes out. I don't enjoy playing Cards Against Humanity anymore. But if a new expansion comes out, I will look at the cards and go, "That's funny. Oh, that one's funny. That's funny." Yeah, you'll look at the cards and then be done. Yeah, and then I'll be done with it. Uh huh. Yeah, we don't like Munchkin. But, and part of the reason is because it's, it's a 30-minute game. It is a great 30-minute game that takes three hours to play. It does. Like, you sit down and, you, and you're and you like, hey, we're going to play this filler game. Actually, and then, like, three hours later, you're still friggin' playing the game. I'm curious about what the uh, official time for Munchkin is listed as. Hold on. Let me look at this real quick. It says 60 to 120 minutes. Well, at least they're somewhat accurate. You know, when every time I play Munchkin, I, quote, unquote, fix it. By letting you play a go up a level card at level nine. So in the actual rules for Munchkin, to get to level ten and win, you can you can do whatever you want to to get to level nine. But to get to level ten and win, you have to fight a monster and beat the monster. Yeah, you're so, not supposed to play you're not supposed to be able to play a go up a level. Yeah. You have to fight a stupid monster. Yes. So what in, inevitably happens is people will get to level nine and then they're they'll stuck fight a monster. Forever. Yeah, because everyone's like, Oh, you're gonna fight that monster and win? Well, I've got all these cards that uh, make it so you can't win. Right. So here's the solution to that problem. Um you can House play rolling. you can play a go up a level card to go up a level. Cause if you're playing it as a filler game, odds are you don't actually care about Munchkin. You're just playing it some people love some people love munchkin and that's great for them i don't and if i'm gonna play munchkin i want it to take 20 minutes i don't love it at all another game that johnny will never play is war of the ring oh yeah probably will never play that nope it is a two uh, or four player game um it's listed as two two four players but i feel like you can't play this game three players it doesn't it doesn't work uh, one, one player is playing the, the free peoples. The other player is playing the, um, not free peoples. What is it? Like the Nazgul and the Urukai. The free people's goal is either to defeat the opposing army, which is not easy or to destroy the ring. Oh, you've talked about this yes. game before. Yes. And the bad guys, their goal is to either capture Frodo and the, the party or to capture a certain amount of cities. You've done dumb things when you've played this game. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a really good game. I really super like it a lot. But, you know, it, it does take three or four hours to play. And for a two-player game, I feel like a lot of people aren't um, aren't okay with that, aren't patient enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the game. 
Um, but oh, the Shadow Armies. That's what it's called. Ah. That's what the yes, it's the Free Peoples and the Shadow Armies. Uh, but yeah, you, you can you can win by a, a military victory, or if Sauron captures a certain amount of Free People cities, um, the Free Peoples can win if they complete the Ring Bearer quest, or I think if they defeat a certain amount of armies. I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I don't remember cause I've never won. So, so I couldn't tell you what the victory conditions are, but you know, there's a little bit of hidden movement in there because Sor Sauron doesn't necessarily know where the ring bearer is. So you got to sneak in to Mordor and destroy the ring. So it's, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's in print currently, I feel like it's between prints or editions, but I'm not sure. If you like Lord of the Rings, honestly, I would wait. There's a new game coming out that takes place. It's, it's got a little stamp on it. that's like takes place in the world of War of the Ring. But yeah, that's Lord of the Rings. I think you brought this up before and I was like, that sounds like a miniatures game. It is. And yeah, those also don't interest me. It's It's not like a miniatures game, like Warhammer or anything. It's, it's right. just a dudes on a map game. Um, but it's with a lot a of dudes lot. on a, yeah, see, yeah, it's a lot of miniatures. That's just like overwhelming for me. It's not that it doesn't sound fun. It's just when there's lots and lots of miniatures, it just really overwhelms me. Yeah. And if you don't like Lord of the Rings enough to sit down and play hours worth of game, um, you know, maybe it's not for you. It's called hunt for the ring. Ah. Um, yeah, and it's like, what's it say? From the makers of War of the Ring. Okay, sure, but... From the makers of Lord of the Rings. From the people War that brought you Lord of the Rings comes go. Lord of the Rings. There you go. Uh, but Hunt for the Ring maybe just came out or is coming out soon, depending on when you're listening to it. It has, it has a 2018 release date, and uh, I... It is not the same game. It's a different game, but it's a much lighter experience without being as complicated. So maybe, maybe if you don't want to play, uh, you know, a six hour long game, dudes on the map, Lord of the Rings, maybe not play War of the Ring, play Hunt for the Ring. I don't know. It's up to you. I'm not your dad. I can't tell you what to do. I'm not a real doctor. Do you want to talk about Mega Man? Sure. Do you want to talk about Mega Man without making that face? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can. <laughs> so Mega Man, the board game by Jasco Games. Um, I hate, hate that game. It's supposed to take like three hours, I think. Um, what? Let's see. What does Board Game Geek officially say? That it's supposed to take. Uh, officially, it is... <laughs> 180 minutes? 60, 60 to, to 180, 180 yeah. minutes. It's two to three game, or two to three players. It's just best at two to three players. Well, um, it's two to six. Oh, but, two to six players, yeah. best at two to three. Yeah. Um, I think we played it at five or six. Um, it felt like it took 20 hours to play. Well, I do want to say that it has a 5.5 out of 10 rating, which is not super good. And I feel like that rating is low because the game itself is broken. I would rather play Monopoly. Yeah, you would because you have Monopoly on your 10 by 10. No, that's Monopoly game. That's which Monopoly. Is anyway, I would rather play. Honestly, I would rather play Twilight Imperium. OK. <laughs> yeah, deal. What other game if I said I hate? Because I would rather play any game yeah. that I hate besides. Yeah, let's play Mega Man. Let's play TI4. I mean, I I would I. I hated Mega Man so Look, it's much. for charity, okay? It's for the kids. Hashtag for the kids. Anyway, I hate hated Mega Man. It like I I felt like it was it was one of those games where you sit around cuz it's it, you aren't playing at all. There is no interaction at all in between turns other than occasionally like you do roll against somebody else, but you only do that like once. So it, it's one of those where you sit there and then somebody's like, oh, it's your turn to roll. And you're like, oh, OK, I get to roll some dice. And then you sit there for like another like hour and then they're like, oh, it's your turn. To roll. 
It's your turn to roll some dice again. You're like, oh, yeah, I get to roll some dice. Like, our friend Megan also hated the game. And so the two of us would sit there and, like, we were so bored. And then they'd be like, Megan, you get to roll some dice. And she'd be like, yay, I get to roll some dice. And then you'd sit there for another hour until you roll some dice again. Look, I didn't say that it was a good game. I just said that it was a game. Oh, my God. It was awful. It is a game that exists. And... I mean, it was so bad that another game that the same company publishes, I refuse to even look at because the same company sh- company publishes it. I took one look and went, oh, Jasco makes it. Nope, not interested. Because, mm. mm. nope. Well, who knows? My husband liked it because he, I think, but I think it's he was prejudiced because he likes Mega Man. Well, there's a guy that is, for some reason, wasting his time building an app to make the game run faster. Maybe it's not a waste of time. Maybe he really likes the game, and I don't know. But So he admits that the game is like really slow and stupid uh, and boring. I, yeah, I think everybody knows that it is. Uh, I don't think that that is a mystery. I mean, I really think the biggest problem with the game is that there's like nothing that you do in between really slow turns, and so you just sit around and... It's really boring, especially for somebody like me that that loses interest in between turns anyway. So if there's absolutely nothing to do that affects you, and the other person's turns don't really affect you at all. So if there's nothing to hold your interest when it's not your turn, then literally you really lose interest in the game. Oh, right. But there's a lot of games that are uh, that have a lot of downtime. Right, but at least during that downtime, a lot of those games have something that you should pay attention to. This one does not. Okay, that's fair, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So this one literally is just all of a sudden, oh, I get to roll some dice. I have never said that the Mega Man board game is a good game. That is true, you have not. I have said that it is a game that exists with Mega Man. The cat agrees with me. And I do like the minis. The minis are cool. I will. I'll give it that. If you want to play, if you want to have some Mega Man minis that are cool to maybe like give your kids to play or put on a shelf, then you know get the game for those. But don't buy it to play it. Of course, these are just our opinions. So yeah. Maybe like, you like the game. Maybe, maybe you, you don't. Like the game. I don't know. Uh, you can tweet at me and be like, John D, you're totally wrong. It's a freaking awesome game. But well, you know it is an awesome game. Firefly the game? It sure is. It is really good, but we've heard my complaint about this one as well. Yes. Um, I love the game, but I never bothered to buy anything more than the base game because I don't have room to ever play it. Well, there is a organizer that you can get that probably would help with that. It would help a little bit. That I keep being told I'm not allowed to buy, but guess what? I'm buying it. Buying it this year at Gen Con. It's happening. You heard it here first, folks. Well... The organizer would not help me that much because the the board still takes up more space than I have. Oh, that's true. You don't really have a table. No. And the board itself, like even at the game store we go to, you have to put mm. two tables mm-hmm. together to set it up. Well, like, we can just play it here. Yeah. When you get your new table, we could play it. I'll have. I mean, that that table works. This table works. Yeah. This I mean, table. because it's, it's yeah. These things. I mean, it's a big game. It, it is, is a very fun game to play. It is a very well, and also made by the same people that that make um, Star Trek Ascendancy. Yes. So two. Gift Force Nine. Games. And I believe another game they make, Spartacus, is Spartacus also is a also fairly a long... long game. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed Spartacus. I felt like it suffered from some very badly written rules. Um, but they got better at rules writing after they made Spartacus. Um, but yeah, Firefly. Really good game. Really well put together. Um, good components. I, Just I don't, too many cards. Way too many cards. But it's it's a really well thought out game. And I think even for people that don't aren't real familiar with Firefly can sit down and play it mm-hmm. and enjoy the game. Well, and also, it's not like you can't just watch all of Firefly in the amount of time that it takes to play the game. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You're not wrong. 13 episodes and a movie. <sighs> but I mean, seriously, you could, if you hadn't watched the show, the show at all, and you were with your friends that had, 
you could enjoy the sh- you could enjoy the game because it's just a game about space smugglers. Yeah, but you'd be confused about why they keep saying Goram. Well, then you could just be. Do I need to bleep that? Do I need to? <laughs> you should be like, okay, that's their cuss word. Moving on. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it's a game about space space smuggling. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, okay. just, it's just pick up and deliver. Yeah. But the the mechanics of the game are really well married to the theme. They and, are. And I thought about this. The only other theme that I can think of that would work with this mechanic. Star Wars. No. Futurama. See, you could be like Han Solo, like bounty hunter. Uh, it could work. I don't think we need more Star Wars. We games. don't. But, but I'm we saying do it need would a Futurama work. game. I, it, I wouldn't be as excited. It would work. I wouldn't it would be as 100% work. It would. I just don't like Futurama. You'd have so. different little delivery ships. You'd have Planet, Planet Express ship. I think it would work. I guess. I wouldn't it, be as excited it. About would it. work in the same way that Rick and Morty Clue works. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Look, the point is, the Firefly board game is probably... One of my favorite games that we've that we have on this list. I mean, like, obviously, Twilight Imperium is my favorite game that we've talked about on this list. But Firefly, if I had to make a top 100 games, Firefly would be near the top. I think it's a really good game. It's I haven't just played it enough to know if it would be on my top 100. But I know that I mean, I've only played it like twice, but both times mm-hmm. I forgot that I was playing a long game. Yes. And I forgot that I was in a store that has a gross bathroom. <laughs> well, how about this, John D? Uh, how about in 2037, we don't do a 10 by 10 and we just play Firefly. In 2037? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can adjust the timetable if we need to, but. I mean, if I'm still alive yeah, in 2037. We, we might all be dead in 2037. Right. What do you be? You'll be like 130 by uh, then? Shut up. I don't want to do the math. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not going to do the math for you. Thank you. But I do, I do really like the Firefly game. And the reason that I'm not allowed to buy the organizer is because I don't play the game often enough to justify the cost of the organizer. My response to that is, well, if I had the organizer, then we'd be able to play it. Because as of it, as of is, as of is, as of is, the base game, one of the expansion boxes, and then one of those like long card boxes that like you would keep Magic the Gathering cards in. All of the cards are in. It's like a thousand count box, right? All of the game components are in the base game box and the expansion. One of the expansion boxes. Organizers are not in there. It's just all the pieces are in there. And then the um, the map of the galaxy is in its own tube. I don't want to have to bring a backpack to transport that game. It has too many boxes. If I buy the organizer, I'm much more likely to be like, oh, yeah, Firefly. Look at it. It's right there all together. I mean, that's what I did with Pandemic. Pandemic used to have all of the pieces crammed into two boxes and then the cards separate. Flashpoint, I had it in like three boxes. But look, look at these organizers. Look how look how lovely these are. Yeah, I know. I like Daedalus's better. So great. I like the component pieces that Daft Concepts makes. Yes, theirs are fantastic. (laughs) But they don't make organizers. You can use promo code EATSHITANDDICE10 to get 10% off any order. Go to daftconcepts.com today. Good job. (laughs) Yes. They do not have organizers, but they do have... Other stuff. Well, technically they have organizers. It's just not organizer inserts for games. Right, right. But they make really great component, Mm -hmm. like upgrades. Yes, and uh, organizers for Ikea shelves. Right. So they're technically organizers. Yes. But yes, that's not why. That's not the stuff that we get. (sighs) All right. I guess... um, it's going to be another game that I talk about that you have no input on. Caverna. Caverna. Kid the Cave Farmers. Cut the Cave? Cut the Cave. Caverna the Cave Farmers. It's an updated version of Agricola, but 
without some of the more annoying components of uh, of Agricola. So Caverna does not have the quasi drafting. It is pretty much a pure tile placement and worker placement game. The issue is that it still takes just as long as Agricola. Which is to say like four hours. No, you can play a game of Agricola pretty quickly. If you've got people that know what they're doing, you can play it fairly quickly. But I think Caverna is a much better game. It just streamlined some of the mechanics a little bit more and took out an annoying randomness part of the game. So in in Agricola, there's cards and you like shuffle the cards and they go in specific spots on the board and then. We could be like, okay, it's winter of season of year two. This thing happens unless this card is out in play and then a different thing happens. But Caverna is always, always going to be exactly the same. Like you could make the exact same moves every single game and I play the exact same game right every he's single time. He's got like a big long stick and he's like. It's a dowel rod. But it looks I like. I don't know why I have it in my hand. I don't know where I got it he from. He looks like a teacher that <laughs> yeah, is like, like pointing at things. <laughs> and if you're really bad, he's going to come smack you on the hand with it. <laughs> But yes, they, they took out a lot of the, the the randomness. And a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh, but then it's just the same game every time. D- dude, literally try different strategies. Don't play the same game every single time. And then Some you don't have the problem. Some people are completely incapable of that. Some people are. Some people are like, but I played it the first way that way and it was okay. So I will do that this way again. I played it the first way that way and I won. So that is my forever strategy. Fair. There was, uh, in an earlier printing of Caverna, an infinite combo that you could do in a single-player game. If you were playing it solitaire, there was a way to get infinite, some some resource infinitely. So it was like a video game break? Yeah, it was basically like, if you have this tile and this tile together, and you do tile left A's right, action. Left, right, up, down, up, down, <laughs> whatever that code was, the Konami The Konami code? code? It's not that. I know, I'm, I'm not a, video, a major video gamer, I'm just... Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. There you go. B-A. And if you want two players, hit select. If you don't, otherwise just hit start. Whatever. But it it was like, okay, you do tile one's action that triggers tile B. And it was like something like every time you get an ore, gain two ore. But read as written, every time you gain two ore, gain one ore. If I'm gaining two ore, then I'm gaining one ore, which means I'm gaining two ore, which means I'm gaining infinite ore. I don't remember what it was. They put out an errata that was like, hey, um, this does not work like that. So stop it. And it's, you know, it's fixed, I guess, insofar as at the same time when they're playing by themselves. Yeah, um, here it is. Um, Infinite or yet is infinite or let me look at this. Click on this link because I want to I want to get this right. And we've got a little bit of time. Um. Okay, so infinite ore. Okay, so the spare part storage allows you to sell wood and stone and ore for two gold at any time. The trader allows you to buy wood and stone and ore for two gold at any time. The seam gives you one ore from the general supply on top of each stone you get, regardless of how you get the stone. So essentially, you just do the spare part storage action, the trader action, and then get infinite ore. So you can sell a set of resources. Yes. You can sell and buy that set of resources. Each time you do that, you get an ore because you get a new stone. And each time you get a stone, you get an ore. So, yeah, they put put out an errata that was like, hey, um, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know that they ever actually fixed the printing, though, because I, I have the first printing of it. And, yep, you can you sure can get infinite ore. So if you have a first printing version of Caverna and would like to play a solitaire game and break the economy in the game, please be aware that they say not to do that. So don't do it. Battlestar Galactica. Super long game, but it's really fun. Oh, it's the best. I, I think that I've told the story about how we made friends not be friends oh, anymore. Yeah. We we did a coup where we threw the president into the brig assumed the presidency and the admiralty. And then since everyone else was a Cylon, we just kept her. In. I don't remember exactly what happened. No, she was a Cylon. She was a Cylon. We threw her in there and didn't let her out. Is there an expansion that makes it so they can't get out on their own? Because in the base game, you there's ways to get out. Of the there are ways to get out. But if you vote that you can't get out of the brig, it, basically, if you're in the brig and you say, I want out of the brig and everyone else says no, 
But you can get out on your turn. You can't just walk out of the brig. I can't remember now. You can't just say, hey, I'm not in jail anymore. Maybe not. I don't remember. There were ways to get out, though. There are ways to get out, but there are also equal numbers of ways to keep that person in there. Right. So, good on you. You ruined friendships in a game. Well, you know. Good job. You know, I'm not. Proud of that? All I'm saying is if you're playing a hidden role game and you immediately tell me what your role is. So I take it they started out as a Cylon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like in the game that we. So, OK, so this is a hidden role game where your role can change. Yes, you can become mid-game. a You can be if you're a Cylon sympathizer, for example. Well, you can start out as not a Cylon at all or a Cylon sympathizer. And then mid like once you get to a certain point in the game another set of hidden roll cards yes. go out and you suddenly can become a Cylon because mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with Battlestar Galactica, you can not the have known... The new one, not the old yeah, one. Yeah, the new one. You can not have known you're a Cylon and then become activated and all of a sudden you realize you're a Cylon. So there's actually a, a round in the game where you can basically become activated as a Cylon. And so it's actually kind of a cool mechanic. So... You get a second set of hidden roll cards um, when you hit a certain point in the game. So somebody that you were sure was not a Cylon because they weren't suddenly... they revealed their roll card to you? Well, no, they weren't one, but then they get their second set of cards and then their behavior has suddenly changed because, well, they are one now. I don't think I've ever been a Cylon in the game. I think I've always been a human... So we had the uh, we had the unfortunate experience that the two Cylons in the game were sitting next to each other. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, it, I mean, it's a really fun game. We were playing it on New Year's Eve. So the joke is that it took us, you know, we started playing it in 2017 and we were still playing it in 2018. But I mean, it took us like three or four hours mm-hmm. to play it. I mean, it, it's not a short game. No, it's not. And we lost. The Cylons beat us. That's another game that we could play as a marathon game. Yeah. But I'd want to start that one pretty early on. Yeah, it's it's not a short game. But, I mean, you know what it did cause? is my We had played it on New Year's Eve. Um, we played it on New Year's Eve, and my husband hadn't ever seen Battlestar Galactica, so we went home and binged watched it and he not to quote Portlandia or anything, but we've we got time for one more episode. Yeah, that's totally what happened. There were some nights that we stayed up until like one o'clock in the morning watching it. That Portlandia skit is one of my favorites. It's so funny. Um, when they're just when they, they find Ronald Moore and it's not, and it's the, not real, the right Ronald Moore, but they're they like, get to write we need you to write one more episode. Yeah, and so. the guy is so good. I, I, I wonder if we can if we can find that on um, on IFC's website. Well, I'll link to it because it's, yeah, it's really funny. If but, you've never seen Portlandia, I think this would be a good introduction to Portlandia. And if you have seen Portlandia, you know what skit I'm talking about. Just watch it again. It's real funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, but my husband hadn't seen it. And within two weeks, he'd seen all of it. It's, you know, it does not hold up as a show. We really enjoyed it. Well, for a second watching, though, like uh, knowing the ending, every time they're like, the Cylons have a plan. And you're like, I don't think the writers had a plan. You know, this was the second watching for me, and I still really, really enjoyed it. It's still a but good show. It but had been long enough for me that there were little details oh. that I couldn't remember. Because the first time I watched it was when it was actually on TV. Mm-hmm. So... At the time, I would have to wait like a year after a cliffhanger oh, episode yeah. or whatever. So I it, think all of the major plot points I still yeah, have in I my still, head. I still remembered major plot points and I still knew that they were going to end up on Earth, but not yeah. the Earth they were looking for. And I remembered that the All Caprica, along the Watchtower. Yeah. And I remembered that the Caprica 6 and the... The Baltar <sighs> so were... stupid. That, that they were like so angels stupid. or whatever. I remembered all that stuff. Look, look, okay. If you have not seen this show and want to watch this show, um, I'm sorry that we're, I just gave you spoilers. Yeah, but like, you know, it's been 14 years since so, the show came out. Sorry, I gave you spoilers. But like, but let's, let's real talk here. 
the writers did not have a plan for the show. And they were always like, oh, the Cylons have a plan that they 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 know what's happening. They're going to all this has happened before and all this well, will see, happen here's, again. Here's my explanation for that. The Cylons maybe had a plan, but their plan got screwed up like 50 times anyway. The Cylons so. maybe had a plan, but the people writing the <laughs> show did not. Yeah. What if. OK, what if we kill. What if we kill Starbuck off? But then she's not dead. Um because she flew into the black hole, but really it was okay. It was just a, a dream. But then she and, is dead because it's not really her. Oh my God. Who knows? Because they never explained it. Anyway, John D, do you have a recipe for us? Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So since we're talking about games that take a long time to play, I thought I would give us a slow cooker recipe. Um, so it's just a really easy slow cooker pot roast recipe and cook it all day if you're having friends over, you guys can have pot roast, um, eat dinner, and then Well, play. no, cook cook the night before then. Or, yeah, cook it the night before. Because <laughs> it takes... <laughs> I looked at the recipe, and it says 8 to 10 hours. Well, I mean, you cook it... Leave, if you're leaving for work in the morning, cook it all day. Yeah, so, home. I mean, you know, I've got a crock pot right behind you, and anytime I cook anything in it, I yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I know that I'm going to need dinner, so I better start this now, and then eight hours later, it'll be done. Yeah, so if you're going to have a game night... Put it in in the morning. Mm. Friends get there for di- and then start playing games and then take dinner break or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, p- cook it on high. <laughs> but it's it's just a typical pot roast. Really easy to make. Um, nothing super special about it, but it is really good. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a pot roast, so. Yep. Pot roast is pot roast. Yep. But we'll have the episode notes. Um, it'll have a recipe in it. And uh, you can cook that. And as always, if you cook our recipe, let us know. Um, we're done promising that we'll make a gallery of it because I'm never going to do that. But we'd still like to see it. And we'll if you tweet it at us, we'll retweet it or whatever. Yeah. Well, what's it called on Instagram when you retumble something? You can't really do that. on Instagram. <laughs> OK, well, I don't know. But you actually have to have a, I have it, but you have to have an ex, a special, a, a different app in order to like to retumble on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, all I know is Tumblr. You can reblog. Yeah, on Instagram, you have to have a special app to do that. Mm, okay. Well, that's fine. But as always, if you do that, let us know. We also have shirts available, and you can get a cool shirt that has our logo on it if you like that kind of thing. If you it's want a to real give cool us logo, it is. If it, if you want to give us free advertising and people we are actually like, meant that? to have sweatshirts up there for uh, winter, but well, we never got around to it. No. So, but we do have up. a cool little tote bag. Tote bag's cool. I've, I I have one and I really like it. And my number one favorite shirt that we have is the every game can be a role playing game if you try hard enough. I do love that shirt, <laughs> and it's in Jared's favorite color, which is yeah. purple. Um, this is actually Heather Purple. Yeah, it says a Heathered Purple. Mm-hmm. Which, if um, if you don't know about t-shirts, I can't really explain that to you. But it's, like, got strands of white. Yeah. It's just, it's not a solid, throughout. solid purple. It's not yeah. a solid color. Um, a lot of t-shirts are Heathered. Yeah. Which, I guess, if you're wearing a shirt that's, like, a color, but then also a faded version of that color woven throughout. That's basically heathered. Yeah. Okay. What's this Kickstarter that you have here? It's one that. Can I'm, I can I call it the thing that I want to call it? I don't know what it is that you want. The to Scarlet call it. Pumpernickel. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Uh, so, shout outs to my bro Daffy Duck. <laughs> so I've been hearing about this game for a really long time. Um, my friend. Um, <laughs> My friend Max Holiday knows the designer Brian Kelly. And so Max saw this game, I guess, in the Utah Game Designers Guild mm-hmm. like a long time ago. Yeah, that was a few years ago that he talked about this game. Yeah, and he just raved about this great, great Scarlet Pimpernel game. Yeah, he wouldn't and, shut up about it, actually. I mean, he just talked about how <laughs> really awesome this game was. And so I've been hearing about this game for a really long time. And, I mean, this has been... Several years I've been hearing about this. I mean, I can't remember, like, three or four years yeah. at least. And so when I heard that Eagle Griffin 
games had picked it up and I so that I knew that the game was going to be getting published, I got pretty excited because I've been hearing about how good the game is. So the Kickstarter is out right now. Yes. And my friend Max is a really good judge of games. Um, usually when he says a game is really good, I 100% trust him. So I would say you should definitely back this game. Yes, it's going to go to retail, but they've got some extra goodies that are in with his Kickstarter. Um, to get in on getting the game, it's 55 bucks. Um, or 75 if you get the signature edition. Yeah. Which has um, extra meeples, extra cards, a bag, and a sticker. Yeah, it's really tempting for me to do that, and I might move my pledge up. Um, my favorite extra, or my favorite extra exclusive item is the first um, player marker. The first player marker is a guillotine, and I just think it's really cool. Uh, I believe it's pronounced gylotine. It is. It is not. Mm. Um, but yeah, you get a guillotine. It's a two to six player game. Um, it's not super long. It's sixty to ninety minutes. Um, the art is just completely fitting for a Scarlet Pimpernel game. Um, so. Yeah, one of the pledge levels comes with the paperback of the book, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I 100% trust my friend Max when he says a game is good. He's usually right. And. Occasionally. <laughs> so, you know, he played this game and, and raved about how how good the game is. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, and I've played a card game version of this that yes, Brian yes. Kelly did. Yeah, we played that. Max has played that, or um, uh, Jared has played that as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't did know you, why. <laughs> anyway, I've played a card game version of this um, that Brian Kelly also designed, and it was really good as well. So I would say definitely back this. Mm-hmm. So I am. Yeah, and I already am as well. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, looks, looks pretty good. Um, is the guillotine functional? Not, I mean, like, okay, hold on. Let me specify what I mean here. (laughs) Does the thing drop? Yes, that is what I mean. Not, does it actually cut people's heads off? I mean, does the, yes, does the quote unquote blade, you think it moves or you think this is all just like one, like a cardboard piece. It looks like it's going to be a cardboard piece. It looks like it's just going to be a cardboard piece, but I would like it. If the blade went up and down, I think it would be funny. It would be funny, but it doesn't look like, I don't, I don't mean, is it a functional guillotine? Right. I got that. It from the picture. It does not look like it's going to have moving parts. Mm, Dang. But it still looks like a real, cause it's going to be small if it's a first player. Yeah, I would. Well, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It is really, I mean, it's not like it says to scale or No, anything. it's just a, a um, render. Yeah, who knows? But it does look really cool. Um, I don't love the color scheme that they used for the board. Oh, I think it's, I think it's. But it's fitting. It's easy to tell where the different regions are. Yeah, yeah. There, there have been games that I've played where I'm like, okay, what is happening with this board? It's going to be really hard for me not to do this. I'm going to have, oh God, I'm going to have to do the $75 level if my husband will let me. <sighs> yeah, it comes with custom meeples. Oh my God, those meeples are so yeah. cool. Okay, well, check it out. We'll put a link to that. We'll also put a link. only making 2,500 copies. Yes. We will also put a link to, there's a new Tiny Epic game. This time it's Zombies. Not a theme that I love a whole lot, but I love all the Tiny Epic games. I've never played one. There's kingdoms, there's galaxies. Anyway, this one comes with the item meeples that they made for, um, what was that for? When did they first make those item meeples? Tiny Epic, uh, Tiny Epic Quest was the first time that they had the item meeples, I guess. Uh, it has a motorcycle that the meeples can ride on and also a car. And the Kickstarter exclusive items is like a bazooka. Which, woo. <laughs> okay. But, you know, the, these games, they're they're little, little tiny. Mm, I don't know. How big would you say that is? Maybe like three inches by five inches, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's about the size of like a three by five or a four by six, like, photo. Yeah. Yeah, maybe four by six is, is closer. And there's a whole lot of game in these games. Every time they do one of these, I, I get it. 
I need to play one. Yeah. Um, everybody says they're great, and they I just are. haven't ever gotten around to play one. Yeah, they're good, but I don't know if... I don't know. Yeah, you should play one of them first, John D., before you rush out and buy one. I mean, I'm not going to back it, but... Uh, fair enough. Because you don't need to, because I will. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, well, I guess that's all we got. We'll put a link to both of those Kickstarters, and we'll put our recipe in there like we normally do. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, I can't promise that the recipe looks right. I looked at that today, and they it doesn't work right, and I don't. I guess I can change how the RSS feed. Anyway, point is, you can always go to our website to look at the recipes and, you know, make the recipes if you want and send us a picture if you want. But until next time. You can eat shit and dice. (laughs) (laughs) Great. All right. Well, bye. Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. You said that so enthusiastically. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you said that in the way that if I'm saying something that I know is ridiculous. I know. I did on purpose. Oh, boy.